What's up, everybody? It's LG Set here. Today is Wednesday, April 21st, 2021. Welcome to The First Mint, a podcast where I talk about marketplace trends, big sales, and everything going on in NBA Top Shot. Today's agenda, it's pretty simple. We're going to do a little roll call of what's going on at The First Mint, and then also talk about what's gone on in Top Shot the last couple of days. Hasn't been much. Marketplace is still under maintenance as of when I'm recording this. Then we are going to get into our segment about your next $500 on Top Shot. You might think that that is trading advice, but I can assure you it definitely is not. It's just going to be a bunch of different viewpoints from myself and some of the other guys in the First Mint Network. I want to remind everybody here that none of the content on the show constitutes trading advice in any way and that this show is not affiliated with NBA Top Shot, the NBA, or Dapper Labs. I'm just a guy at his house who loves basketball and blockchain. This is the First Mint. As you may have seen on Twitter, you are going to start hearing from other people at the First Mint. We got Zach, who's been writing our newsletter three times a week. He's been doing an awesome job. Make sure you check that out. It's going to be in the description of this episode. And we also have Tim, who is working on the podcast with me, along with our editor, Jesse. You're going to see some of his tweets going out as the podcast gets posted. You're going to see a lot more from the two of them, as well as from Phil, who is going to be running some Twitter spaces probably sometime in the next couple of days, usually chatting about fun things, very Phil things like rumors around NBA Top Shot. You'll still see plenty of me and as well as everybody else that we've worked with or had even, you know, as a guest on the show on the first minute, maybe you'll hear from them again sometime, but it's likely that you will hear from some of our collaborators sometime very soon. With all those names I just mentioned and all the content that is coming your way, you're probably wondering how often you can expect to hear it from the first minute. So I'll give you the breakdown for now. Podcast is looking like it's going to be Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're going to try and have it to you early on in the morning. It's still going to be very heavily top shot focused, but we are starting to trickle into other NFTs as proven by our last couple of guests. I can assure you though that it is very unlikely that I will be ever shilling projects that I don't fully believe in on this show. So if I'm talking about on the show, it probably means that I'm actually genuinely very curious about it because there is a lot going on out there in the NFT land that I am curious about. Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays is when you're going to get our newsletter. It's going to be a recap of everything you might have missed at the first minute, as well as just great stuff that's going on around the community. Again, you can sign up for that in the bio for this episode. And then we're also going to be doing some Twitter spaces whenever there's a drop. And I don't know when the next one is, but maybe it's this week. We're going to be doing live Twitter spaces, which we've done in the past, where we have a few folks from the community come up and narrate to us themselves, opening their packs. Spaces, very easy to join in the Twitter mobile app. You must have it to join. But again, it's just kind of like Clubhouse. You just join in and you listen to us. And like I said, Phil D is going to be running a couple spaces here and there, uh, a little bit ad hoc style. So keep an eye out for that on Twitter. Lots of coverage I just mentioned. And, you know, you're still going to see the occasional live stream. We're kind of revamping that. It's going to come back soon. And of course, there's always our website that has our latest articles and Top Shot 101 tips. Speaking of Top Shot, let's go around the organization. So yesterday, tons of time spent in maintenance on the marketplace. So there really wasn't much going on. But there was another 30 moments that were minted to go along with the 30 that were minted on Monday. Monday, of course, we saw some new metallic 
gold moments being made, 30 of them, those might come out, I would say probably in a premium pack sometime soon. Premium pack, if you don't remember, is a pack where the main moment featured is a metallic gold moment as well as some other common moments. The ones that came out yesterday though, they are not metallic golds. They are just regular series two base moments. Highlight probably being Sadiq Bey who will make his Top Shot debut in those moments. There's also a few other rookies there from the stuff that was made yesterday, like Xavier Tillman, Devin Vassell, and a few new moments for some, uh, I guess, lesser-known players. Also, a few moments there from players who have just switched teams, such as Blake Griffin and Aaron Gordon. And also, we are getting another Harrison Barnes moment, and I feel like it's going to be that game winner that we saw. I think it was against Cleveland, like maybe a month ago. I feel like there's another Harrison Barnes moment, and it's not that one. It's going to be kind of disappointing. Only other thing to look out for this week is, of course, Cool Cats 4 ends on Thursday, and we're still waiting to know what the details of the master challenge for the LaMelo Ball, which feels like it's been going on for 20 years now. We still haven't found out what the details are for that master challenge, but it might be coming soon. And of course, if you're on Twitter yesterday, you maybe saw the rumor about baller status and how it's being updated and how some stuff might be coming. Again, rumors to go to Twitter and kind of scroll through the timeline or something like that to find it. Just kind of a rumor. So something official comes across, we are going to put it on the show. So this next segment might be a little bit odd to present to you during times right now where the marketplace is kind of dead. Uh, Things are a little bit grim. And that might seem like a very strange time to talk about what you should go buy. But I'll be honest with you, that question is something that I'm getting a lot of these days. I think we're seeing a slow trickle of new people in Top Shot, and I'm getting tons of DMs of people asking me, hey, what should I do with 100 bucks, 1000 bucks, whatever. So you know what? Even though it might be kind of a strange topic to cover now, I think it's actually kind of appropriate, and I think it's going to help a lot of people, so we're going to do it anyways. And to be fully honest, it's actually something I'm wondering myself right now. Like, if I have $500 to spend... Where should I go with it? I've been a little bit trigger shy in the last couple of weeks. I've, I've bought some stuff that has severely dipped in value, like a Cal Lowry metallic gold that I bought like two months ago after the first trade mirror. I got a Trey Young metallic gold too, also dipped in value. Manual quickly, I think I bought oh, for way too much. It's painful. So I'm actually curious, you know, I wanted to hear from some other people that we, we know at the first mint, and I wanted to know from them you know, what are they looking at? Again, you know, this market, it's not going to go down forever. And even if you're unlikely to be buying soon, I think it's not the worst idea to keep your eye on a few moments. So the guys had some great ideas here. You are going to hear different clips from Phil D. Snipes, who makes some great YouTube videos. And then of course, Mr. Chugs and Bugs. Have a listen. Snipes, welcome back to The First Mint. Tell us in your own words, how you would go about spending 500 bucks right now on Top Shot? Spending $500, I wouldn't do it all at once. Uh, anybody who's checked out uh, my YouTube channel knows I'm probably not looking at uh, anything over 100 bucks <laughs> in general, I find. I, and going by my DMs, I don't want to disappoint my audience who's asking me about $20 moments and shooting for like, oh, you know, you just buy... Uh, buy this rookie, that rookie or something. Although I do have some rookies in mind. Uh, At this point in the season, I'm looking at playoff lock teams only. I got to think about this. I know that the market's kind of been down. People aren't that happy, Uh, but I'm optimistic. I got to stay optimistic. And I'm looking at the basketball season. You know, what's what's the next exciting moment in basketball? That's that's got to be the playoffs. I'm looking at the Nets. I'm looking at the Sixers. I'm looking at the Lakers. I'm looking at the Celtics, Phoenix, 
the Nuggets, even without Murray, I'm still looking at some Nuggets, thinking of who could fill those shoes if they do have a decent run without him. I mean, those are all tough calls. I'm purposefully omitting the Clippers from that list because I don't think I think the Clippers could win oh. it all, and Top Shot would not show them oh. any love. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I think. <laughs> wow, what a diss! Yeah, I mean, it's not a diss to the okay. Clippers. I okay. love Kawhi. I think PG mm. is, you know, I think they're a team that just doesn't have. I don't, actually, I'm not going to get into what they, they do or don't have as a team. I'm just paying attention to the Clippers. I know more about the East just in terms of the games I watch, the players I pay attention to. Obviously, at West, you've got some great teams, and obviously LeBron's out there, so you have to know a few things. So I don't pay close enough attention to the West to really say like where the Clippers are at. I'm just looking at the Clippers' prices for how good the players are versus how much their moments cost. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and I, I see that with a few teams, but <laughs> when I'm listing playoff locks, like the Clippers are obviously, they're a lock, they're a great team. It's just, uh, I, I, in terms of top shot dollars and you know spending $500 today and hoping to get a return on it, I don't know. Hold on, is that how you think people should approach spending $500 is getting a return? I think eventually you want a return, right? Like, uh, I, I, I'm not a flipper myself. I get, I get questions from flippers. Uh, I think just do the nature of kind of, my whole thing is acting fast, using, you know, being time and cash efficient on time on top shot. I like to get the best price on guys that I want to keep and guys that I want to hold for at least a season, at least a while. Um, it's players that players that I'm excited about and, and teams that I like going into like for the rest of this season. I think I like the Wizards, but I'm not going to buy any more Wizards because they're not they're not going anywhere right now. Even even the rookies, you know, some of the you know big name rookies on teams like Sacramento, let's say even on Golden State. Or um, well, those are the two that come to mind right now. Or or Memphis and you know Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota with Anthony Edwards. That's it. Sorry, I said Memphis and at Minnesota there. Thinking of them, I, I feel like those those rookie moments have like have done as well as they're going to do this season. And I'd be interested in them maybe in the off season. I I'm thinking about who's going to pop off in the playoffs. There are cheap rookies and some cheaper moments of guys that might have a good run in the playoffs. And so that's not really flipping, but that's not really long-term either if I'm thinking like, you know, the next few months when the playoffs come up. But I know that there's some pretty safe bets to make. Safe in terms of like low-cost bets um, on rookies. I keep saying rookies, but on rookies and, and other players, like veteran players alike. Thinking about guys like on the 76ers, Ben Simmons is still really cheap. Like Isaiah Joe <laughs> has a moment now. Uh, it's 50 bucks. And he's getting, you know, he's 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 coming off the bench, but he's doing well when he does. And I'm I might pick him up just thinking about like this guy could have a great playoff year. And do I want to like maybe playoffs is when he can shine through. That said, I don't watch enough 76ers mm-hmm. games <laughs> to really know it. But I, but I know that Doc Rivers likes him. I read an interview with Doc Rivers where he's talking about like, yeah, this guy's great. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm taking that. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Absolutely. that as advice. Yeah. And Snipes, would you? How would you go about? buying the different sets or the different tiers like are you talking all common base moments that are 35,000 cc plus right now are you looking at other stuff for some of those guys you mentioned i'm looking mostly at the 35,000 ccs i'll go for guys that i really like and i'll think of mgle maybe if i see a good price like like people know i love bradley beal and so i'm always watching for him but i think for me, it's the 35,000 CC because we're at kind of an exciting moment, potentially. Just thinking of uh, a lot of these moments at 35,000 CC are about halfway through the distribution. Some more, some less. I don't know that that's, that's somewhat LE recently, but looking at how many are out of each, it's this is kind of the moment in the life cycle from the market uh, cycles that I've 
been around for, and I mean been around for, I've only been on Top Chef for like four months, but I've seen the that change from CC, that middle middle of the distribution of the CCs is when things start to get more interesting because the prices have really settled to where they really ought to be, to where they make sense, to where a lot of the projections have gone. Like thinking like if, if you see a guy, I'm going to use Blake Griffin, even though he's not a, a 35,000 CC. When Blake Griffin came out, he was like a hundred bucks day one. And that seemed high. And now he's $27 and he took a long time to get down that long. He might be, you know, 27 ish. He took a long time to get down there, but that's the price that to me makes sense. And seeing some of these 35,000 CCs that were way higher, uh, just when there was fewer moments out there, kind of coming down and coming down. And I'm thinking of guys like, still with my playoff lock idea of like James Harden and uh, Kevin Durant at around 20, 25 bucks. That feels, if that gets cheaper, something's something's whack. Like something's weird. If those guys get down and start flirting with $15, I will be really surprised. Um, so I'm, I'm liking the nets <laughs> for that. But then again, Kyrie's nice. going around ten bucks right now for his thirty-five thousand. So I don't know. If you had to pick one player, who would it be? One player to buy today? Right now. Right, right now? now. Yeah. Oh, LeBron. <laughs> it's always going to be LeBron. That's the safest. <laughs> the right that's, answer. Right yeah. answer. Yeah, that's that's the U.S. dollar right there. That's the uh, that's the stable. That's it. He's the USDC of Top Shot. Phil D, you're back on the first mint. And we've got a very simple question for you. If you're new to Top Shot right now and you got 500 bucks burning in your pocket, where are you spending it? Burning in my pocket. I like that because I, I mean, a lot of people know this. I have a lot of trouble actually sitting on balance. I cannot keep balance in my account unless I know there's some kind of special pack coming. I can't keep balance. I have to buy stuff. I love buying stuff. I end up selling it all the time, anyways. I think what I'm probably going to start doing soon, and if you're giving me 500 bucks LG right now, and I have zero in my account, and you're giving me 500 and telling me to spend it now, I'm likely positioning myself now to buy some of the guys that I believe will be in the Olympics this summer. I think I've made it very public that I'm a huge fan of Olympic basketball. And we're not going to get moments from the Olympics. That's already known. I don't think Top Shot has a license for that. That's a whole other story going after the Olympic Committee and, and getting a license. And it's not licensed by the NBA. I've already been collecting a bunch of the Team Canada guys. Uh, it's something that I absolutely love doing. I'd love to be able to make a showcase of all the players that play on the national teams this summer at the Olympics. Uh, for example, Canada right now, a lot of the rising stars moments, which are cheaper than they've ever been because of the recent sell-off. Uh, you've got guys like Lou Dort. Look at the way Lou Dort is playing, turning into one of the prime defenders in the NBA. And I believe his coach even said, this guy's got a career not just a career in the NBA. He's undrafted, don't forget. He's got a career as one of the elite defenders and now scorers. Uh, he's been scoring like 30 points a game now in the last week or so. You've got one of the more elite scoring uh, defenders in the league for years and years and years to come. And he'll be playing for Canada at the Olympics. Other guys playing for Canada would be like Brandon Clark, RJ Barrett, Andrew Wiggins, hopefully Kelly Olynyk. And then the USA, I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't know who's going to be on Team USA. There's a huge list of guys. But I love collecting. I love collecting ahead of time. Thinking ahead of time that if a team like Canada goes off and somehow pulls a couple upsets, even without Jamal Murray, and I have a showcase of these guys, I think that's pretty cool. And that's the way I'm mm -hmm. looking at it now. That's just one of the things I'd be looking at. Guys like Lou Dort, Brandon Clark, I absolutely love them. That 
is not what I thought you were going to say. So that's definitely a unique angle. What what day what day is the Olympic starts? When it, when is that? Do you they know? start so the pre-Olympic tournament for some mm-hmm. of the countries like Greece, Canada and all that is uh right before we hit July 4th weekend, I believe. And then the Olympics start around that time and the basketball tournament is a bit later in July. So like right after the finals, you mean? That's it. And that's why a lot of guys like Jamal Murray were in question as to whether they'd be able to play for a Canada because they would be too tired or they'd be too caught up in in everything if they made another deep run in the playoffs, right? The the Olympics, I'm literally looking at it now. I didn't know this. The Olympics start the day after the last day that the finals could end. The (laughs) finals, the latest day they can end. The finals are right now scheduled, I think, July 8th to July 22nd. And the Olympics start on the 23rd. That's, That's crazy. Just it. That's just it, yeah, right? That is wild. Wow. Okay. Now here, here's cool, here's yeah. what I want to ask you, LG. What yeah. did you think I was going to see? That's a good question. I mean, you've got such good and deep like basketball theory and and more so like hunches. Like you're really good with your gut. I thought you were just going to give us a couple like dark horse playoff picks maybe or even or even some super sleeper, super, very sleeper um, like rookie or sophomore guys that we should be looking at. You know, like maybe, um, I don't know, maybe you'd give us a really special tip like don't sleep on Obi Topin or something like that. No, no. <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't go Obi Topin and it's funny because the quickly the quickly hype is gone i mean as soon as they dropped that moment and people went crazy he hasn't been putting up the big games that he used to put up before his moment yeah. jumped, right uh, he's yeah, had a few good games it. here and there but it's funny how that works out now his price is really obviously accessible for a lot of people on top shot as opposed to not being in the first but you know you have to think i think everybody's looking for the new um tyler hero from last year right yeah, you're trying yeah, to get ahead of that. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a meme player almost. I hate calling them meme players because you know I don't think guys like Caruso love Caruso and all that. And I know we're gonna take. I'll take flack for Boban. saying this, but Boban yeah, I mean, come on, man. Bol-Bol. I I have no interest in having any stake in any of those guys at any point. Tyler here a little bit different, you know, but well, it's it's really yeah. hard to tell. And now that Jamal Murray's out, this was supposed to be the year where Denver maybe takes that next step, and he was such a big part of that. And I'm such yeah. a fan. That that was hard, and I would have said Especially I know trading for Gordon. Too, well, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, that's it. They were they're just all going in for it. Yeah, yeah, they're all in. So, you know, the beauty of all this LG is that we don't know ahead of time. I mean, you can predict all you want, but you know how predictions go in Top Shot. You know how predictions go in the NBA. I wish I could give you a name, but I mean, I could say a guy like Donovan Mitchell, but I don't believe in the Utah totally. Jazz, right? But the I don't thing is, is that even even with that Tyler Hero thing, which is something I keep bringing up, you know, who's going to be this year's Tyler Hero? I think a huge thing that's attached to that is who's going to be this year's Miami Heat, right? Because it's not like Tyler Hero was an obscure player on on like a number one team. Like the Heat were what like seated fourth or something. Like oh yeah, like like they they weren't supposed to go that far, and every nobody was even thinking about them going into the playoffs. And they sim they somehow came out of the East. Well, you know, so yeah. so that's that's something you could think about in terms of like look at the teams that are you know not first, second, or even third, and think about who might raise some eyebrows, right? Because last year, it's like the top top three in the East was Bucks, obviously, Raptors, and Celtics. And everybody was like, well, it's going to be one of those three teams, without a doubt. And this year in the East, you're kind of saying the same thing, right? But, but, you don't know what's going to happen. Here's my hot take. If you're looking for the next Tyler Hero and the next Miami Heat, I'll tell you who they are. I already know who they are. It just It just came to me right now. The new Miami Heat and Tyler Hero of the 2021 playoffs oh, will be 
Yes. The Miami Heat and Tyler Hero. <laughs> Listen, they they are one of the better they are one of the yes. better coached teams in the NBA. And Eric Spolstra, he does not get the respect that other coaches get. He just doesn't. And he's turned mediocre products into very good products for years. All he needs is a star player or two. Yes, the LeBron and Chris Bosh and D Wade was obviously a super team, right? Anybody could win with those guys. But that's not always the case, right? And what we saw last year, I don't think was a fluke. When that team is healthy with Jimmy Butler, now they've got Victor Oladipo. They've got some pieces. We saw it the other night with Bam Adebayo doing a complete shutdown job on Kyrie Irving. Okay, the Brooklyn Nets cannot stay healthy for their lives, and that's a big problem. If the big three are not together, that team's not winning anything. So if I'm looking at a team that's already experienced a run like this, uh, we don't know if they're going to play in a bubble or not. I don't think so, but it's still a weird environment without fans. The Miami Heat did it last year. Why can't they do it again this year? That's the way I see it. Tyler Hero, not really noticeable during the regular season, but he's a guy that, again, he might be some playoff magic freak. He might be right? only a playoff guy, right? And there's definitely been guys like that in the NBA in the past. And, and even has thinking, those guys thinking all NHL, the time. I was going to say, that's all what I was going to say. Hockey has guys who are literally, you don't even talk about them through the regular season. And then they score like three game winners in a postseason. So that's, that's, just that's, that's that actually is a really good theory. I'm just looking at the standings now. Like they'd, they'd be part of the play-in if the playoffs started today. Yep. But Oh, yeah. Um, you know, uh, a first round matchup of the Heat and the Nets or the Heat and the Bucks right now, like 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 the Bucks would be kind of. Would you want to face the Heat first round? No, right after what happened no. last year, and all you have all you have to show now is you've got Drew Holiday there to help. Like, is that? Do you really want the same matchup? Right? Yeah, so, absolutely not, man. I'm yeah, telling you, this is a, a this theory. is a real dark horse team just because. Just because Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. When he's healthy, this team has not been healthy all year. They've had guys in and out of the lineup. Um, you know, some of the guys like Tyler Hero expected to have a huge year because of what he did in the playoffs, and he didn't. He didn't play well this year. But like you just said, he's the type of guy that probably shows up every playoffs. He'll probably be knocking down three pointers all over the place in this run, and I would not want to see these guys. So if I'm if I'm predicting again, we see another scenario like this. It's hard to predict because they're they're not predictable these things. But I could see the Miami Heat doing the exact same thing. And I'll buy I'll buy into that for sure. I'm telling you, Bam Adebayo. We saw it the other night. He was blanketing Kyrie Irving, and that is impressive. Absolutely mm-hmm. impressive. Absolutely, and yeah. very very useful in the playoffs. He doesn't get much respect. All right, Chugs. It's been a while since we've had you on the podcast. Welcome back. And we're going to dive right into it. If you were joining Top Shot right now and you had to spend 500 bucks, where would you spend it? Um, okay, great question. I think the first thing I would do is I would try to get kind of a short list of, of players I like just as a baseline rather than just like narrow down one single player, right? So just have kind of like the collection you like. The, the, but the main thing in terms of, the, of immediate catalysts, like what could, you know, what player you could get involved in that maybe increases in value kind of within this season. I think it's, I think the obvious thing is to kind of target playoff guys and maybe particularly like the third best player on a playoff team. Perfect example for me, Tobias Harris. I come back to him all the time. He's relatively undervalued. He's kind of overlooked because he's not given that sort of superstar status. But if he's, if he's a productive, you know, crucial player for the Sixers, you know, in the Eastern Conference Finals or something, that's that's a guy that has upside that, you know, in terms of his value in top shot, he could really level up there. And, you know, every year there's a collection of guys like that. You know, Tyler Hero is a perfect example from last year. Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell had their moments last year as well. So those would be the kind of guys that I would be 
kind of targeting as I sort of build out a little mini collection of maybe stars that I like bigger picture, but then also keeping an eye on who could make some noise in the playoffs. Are you looking at, I'm just looking at Tobias Harris's moments right now. We got six bucks for his CC. We got a, and the next one after that is 102 for his series one, uh, 4,000 LE. What, you know, if, if we're spending 500 bucks, are you spending it all on one playoff sleeper or are you looking to diversify equally so i i like the diverse the diverse approach to it honestly because then you can kind of have your hands in a in several playoff series basically right and maybe you know not all, not every single one of them is going to go off but you know maybe one of them you know probably does if you've got six or seven of them looking at that tobias harris i i actually like the 35k because i'm it's a game winner it's a it's a pretty sweet moment itself and i'm Kind of my long-term view has been, you know, the moment matters and it will matter as a player, you know, gets more more moments, right? It's eventually, like, there's going to be certain ones that stand apart. You know, scarcity obviously will always be a thing and be a factor. But, you know, if it's an awesome play and it's undeniably impactful or relevant, I think that's going to also kind of hold some value over time. Plus, I mean, $6 versus $100 is obviously a major difference in terms of just an entry point. I will say, though, that $100 for a, for a top shot debut of a player like that, I mean, it, it, it could still move pretty decently, you know, if, if he really, again, if a player like that really makes some noise in a series or, it, you know, not just the first round, but like in, in the conference finals or certainly the finals itself, too. I, I like I like diversifying, though, for sure. Everything is so amplified in the playoffs, right? After somebody hits like a clutch game winner, you're like, this is one of the best players alive. You're just convinced of that. Just like last year after the Celtic series, the Heat, we were like, wow, Tyler Hero, like he, he he's going to be the next great player. Right. And then he's good, but he's not, you know, he's not dropping 40 a game and leading the league, winning MVP this year or anything like that. So how do you how do you approach that? How do you approach like someone like Tobias Harris that you're like, well, this this is a potential playoff hero. But knowing that potentially, you know, you flash forward six months, middle of December, you're not you know, you're not talking about that player in a top 10 or top 20 conversation. And that's and that's kind of the double edged sword of the playoffs. Right. Because when you have less teams, you have. You have the same amount of eyeballs, right, basically, focused on less players, less teams. So every, like you said earlier, everything gets amplified and not everybody is going to remain like there, for a lot of guys that will be their one shining moment, so to say, and they might never get back to that level. Now, there's going to be some guys that you might think, OK, they're well on their way and they're going to stay, you know, awesome from that point on. Right. And it's just that it is what it is. You know, it's Tyler Hero, obviously, like you said, good player, but. You know, is he some, you know, franchise cornerstone guy? You know, I, I think jury's kind of out on that part. So for a guy like Tobias Harris, I, I personally think, though, with Tobias Harris, he's been productive in the league for a long, long, long time. So I think I think he's an example of of having a, a bigger sort of resume or proof of proof of work. Other examples, I said Jamal Murray, which he's hurt, but that was last year. Donovan Mitchell's another example of that kind of guy who's got a little more kind of a resume there. And another example that people have mentioned, and you might have even mentioned it before, is like Devin Booker, for instance. Super productive guy. Everybody knows he can hoop, but, you know, he's never really been on a big playoff stage before. I feel like that would be more of a validating thing for him versus like a prove it kind of thing, if that makes sense. Some players are sort of proving their value, whereas other players, they're already, people know they're good. It's just a matter of kind of validating that through the playoffs. So I think a guy like Devin Booker, you know, would probably stay there if he elevates. 
Whereas certain guys, you they might sort of might sort of fall off if they're in more of that like kind of role player who catches fire. I think Tobias Harris is a tweener in that. I think he's more cornerstone than people like to believe. But that's that's just me, of course. Last question for you: short answer format. You're a Grizzlies fan. Who is that player on the Grizzlies? Ooh, I, honestly, I think it's Jonas Valanciunas. Guy is a oh, top nice. top fi- top fifteen per in the league. He's one of the. He's honestly one of the most productive players in the NBA that nobody knows about. Oh, I mean, yeah. well, I know so about him, man. He, he yeah. was on the Raptors for a long time, you know, and we we mortgaged a bit of the future to get Gasol, and it worked. Uh, but that's definitely a guy that we miss, uh, especially especially this year uh, up the middle there on the team. We definitely need a guy like him. So uh, that is a good pick. I like it. I like. It. I could obviously name just about anybody on the Grizzlies that I feel good about, but I, I like I like JV as a call there. And that is going to do it for today on The First Myth. Thank you for listening. Give us a follow on Twitter and also look out for that newsletter. The link is going to be in the bio of this episode. Otherwise, we will see you Friday on The First Myth.